0: Welcome to today's podcast. It's a little bit after 1 o'clock on Tuesday, October 11th. Uh, Today was an open practice for the walleye, totally free to the public. Looks like there's still some tickets available for the preseason game on Saturday night. There's a lot going on. On Saturday, uh, Fall Festival in Sylvania, the return of the TMA block party with DJ Jazzy Jeff, but again, that hockey game, the first and only one until opening night, which appears to be sold out on november 5th uh it's eric solo until we bring back a couple of guests from the summertime so we can find out a bit more what's been going on and there's been a lot happening uh with the east toledo family center and how they're connected to all the growth with the metro park and some upcoming events they have one quick thing so there's going to be some spoilers here for house of the dragon uh, and it would have been great to talk about this with Alex yesterday, but she's now in Austin. Hashtag Alex does Austin. Hashtag Alex city limits. Um, she watches it the night of. I watch it on Monday nights. And this is this is not analysis of the show, but uh, if you follow it at all, and again, spoiler here, um, one of the main characters, God, if you ever, somebody ever asked you to work for one of these Game of Thrones shows, just ask how long they want you. Don't expect you're going to be there for years. The chances are you will not be. That paycheck will be short. So, um, as expected, the patriarch died and we watched him wither away over the course of the season. And I guess he had something. It was not, um, the, the gray scale. It was, oh boy, I can't think of the, 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 the thing that we had named it before. That is a leprosy of some kind where his skin was eaten away at. Um, and I guess the symbolism was him sitting on on the Iron Throne just eventually ate away at his body because heavy is the head that wears the crown. What, but he actually died last night. And it was morbidly beautiful watching his life end. Uh, it was extremely well done from a Hollywood, from a uh, cinematography standpoint. Um, and as he actually did fade away, it reminded me of when my mom passed away in 2015. Um, I'm not going to retell the exact details of this, of the weeks leading up to it. But I went home. My, my dad called me and said, it, it's time to come home. She's not going to be around much longer. My mom was in home hospice. I actually have a—you know me pretty well, so this is not that surprising. But I actually have a picture of my mom when I first got home and saw her in hospice. Took a picture of her. Um, she looked like uh, like like King Viserys did. She was not the mom, the Natalie that I remember with glasses and the light brown hair. And my mom was a was a little overweight. And all the features, everything was gone because she was about to die. Um, and I just sat there next to her because I had nothing to do while I was home. I didn't have to worry about work duties. They said, go, go be with your mom. I just would read things on my iPad. I read a bunch of Iron Man comics. I read some books. I just sat there next to my mom as she was dying. I remember having to give her uh, morphine to take away some of her pain. And I do remember, like, literally her final hours and moments. And watching uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, end this character's life um, was very... It was not so real. It was real. Um, This was... I'm sure there are many people that have watched others, sadly, be killed. But watching someone die... um, it, it's something and, and I get it, I got into the scientific process of it. so maybe so I could understand what my mom was going through and the stages so I could prepare myself. But I tip my hat to an incredible TV show. Um, if you have never seen anyone pass away before, that was a damn accurate depiction of how it happens. Confusion, the breath goes away, the words don't make sense. That was the final days and hours and minutes of my mom. Uh, So glad to spend the next 20 minutes or so with Jody and Shelby. Uh, I got to see Jody in a bunch of pictures because she was doing a bunch of things over the summertime. Because as they should be, the East Toledo Family Center has been a part of all the great rebirths that are happening. With the catalyst being the Glass City Metro Park that are happening on the east side. The 05. So let's dive into another conversation with what's happening and what's to come in East Toledo with the East Toledo Family Center with Jody and Shelby. I'd like to welcome back the ladies, the stars of the East Toledo Family Center, Shelby. Jody, uh good morning, good afternoon. Hi, ladies. Hello. Good afternoon. Uh you would uh you would uh have to recognize Jody's face from all the pictures she's been in lately. There's been a lot going on. I wanted to bring you guys back because there has been a lot going on and there's a, a lot coming up. Can we uh can we start with last week? The mural? Can we talk about that? Sure. Absolutely. Um, what what was that project all about, Jody? So
1: actually I'm gonna let t- Shelby talk about that because she <laughs> That was actually so her, kind of you. Right? I, well, so kind of you. It was actually her baby, so I'm going to let
2: her talk about that a little bit. So I used to work at the Ability Center, um, and I was actually there when um, Chili did the mural. Um, so when I heard, same
0: is he the gentleman that did the Glass City River Wall too? Yeah, yep. Okay, he was that's part what of I that, thought. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah. I think there were multiple artists involved with that, but yeah, he. Um, yeah, it was definitely part of that. Um, and he is from the east side and actually lives around the corner from the family center. Um, and I know that his, one of his children, at least, did our preschool program. So um, when I heard about, you know, them looking for a home for it, um, I reached out to them and said, you know, I think this would be a good place for it because it kind of is full circle as well as we have an art program that we hold after school and during the summer. So it's kind of like an inspiration for the kids to have that outlet um, and realize that they can touch a lot of people with their creativity, um, because Chili does that, so. Yeah.
0: How long has, has he been part of uh, part of the Family Center? I know mean, you mentioned one of his kids, but um, is he someone that you're gonna adopt and he'll do programs there? What's the future with him like? Because he's had such a big name here over the last year considering he put the River Wall up and now this.
2: That would be to be ter- determined because oh. we have not put that bug in his ear yet, but
0: we'll work on that. Bug dropped. <laughs> bug dropped. Good job. Um, what does the mural tell me? Because we're, we're, we're audio right now. Yeah. For people that haven't seen the mural, describe it, its meaning, what his inspiration was, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, it's a very colorful mural with some dark silhouettes of um, different individuals with different disabilities. Um, there is a sign language um, spelling of the word um, love, um, and it's about. Dream is very big on it. So, um, again, that inspiration piece for the kids that are in that art program, in that room... to look at and feel inspired.
0: Uh, let's go back a little bit, maybe the middle of the summer. Uh, the ribbon cutting, Jody, was that for the pedestrian bridge?
1: That was. Um, you know, we actually partner with the Metro Parks and have been partnering with them since the idea of bringing the Glass City Metro Park to East Toledo. Um, we were very instrumental in bringing our community together so that they would have input into that project. And and since that's happened, the Metro Parks have just really included the East Little Family Center and what they're doing doing Um, and that particular piece with that um, pedestrian drawbridge honestly it was I was very humbled because they asked me to be part of that cutting ceremony because we did bring our community together and we wanted to make sure that our community had their voice heard during this you know this process of what does this new look park look like on the um, east side of the river. Um, and so we were very fortunate and they included me in that. And they've included us since they started. And, you know, we're going to be part of the enrichment center that the glass city um, is working on as well, or I'm sorry, the metro parks are working on. Um, and they understand the part about being partners and working partners in the family center. You know, we strive really hard to be that Working, but also that anchor and also that connector to our neighborhoods and the partners who are making a difference. And I really think the Metro Parks are the catalyst to making that whole project happen. So
0: they uh, they had to they had to have you out there for part of that ceremony. Nothing happens on the East Side in that neighborhood without you knowing about it or allowing it. No,
1: well, that's what we're there for. And what
0: what's been the feedback so far on on the bridge? Oh,
1: I think so far it's been wonderful Good. because it's a connector. You know, obviously it's going to be part of the bigger picture of the mm-hmm. River Walk for that. Eight, i believe it's eight miles um so that will connect our families not only to the new park but it will connect our families to the downtown area yeah and you know really um um Making them part of the whole community, not just the downtown, but it's part of South Toledo. It's part of the far end of um, North Toledo. Um, so I think it's a it's a connector, and our yeah. families are deserving. And, you know, this outdoor space is just beautiful. And I think that it's going to be, we're actually going to use it for our 5K. Good, so, yeah. Good. So and it's we'll, going to be part of that. We'll
0: get to that. I'm going to come back to the, to the Richmond Center, but it, you're illustrating it. Um, it is symbolic as much as anything because at least since I've been here in 10 years Um, East Toledo when somebody said East Toledo it felt like it was a long ways away now it was across the river which can be a bit of a deterrent but we don't want people walking across those bridges Uh, not always the safest thing so to have this and to connect East Toledo which has been separated in a lot of ways for a long time it's symbolic but it is so important in so many ways
1: Absolutely, it is, and I think that that's, that's probably the most important factor of this, that our community, the East to little family, you know, the East to little community as a whole, the families now have that connecting piece to get them across the river, you know, and this nice walk area um, that's going to be, you know, maintained and supported by many partners, but specifically the metro parks, and I think that our families will gain a valuable um activity, opportunities, but also being connected. And we do. We live by the adage that you know this is our side of the river. Now we can go to the other side of the river and understand that we belong here and our families deserve the same thing that any other um, community has.
0: What's the Enrichment Center? I'm sure I get as confused as anybody because there's a million projects or there's a million spokes going on with Glass City Metro Park. Right,
1: right. Well, the Enrichment Center is about bringing the community, again, bringing the community um, and Stakeholders together, um, the family center, like I mentioned, um, with the um, the park itself, have been very involved with the Metro Parks to see this enrichment center. you know, And I think some of the thought is, well, it's an enrichment center. Don't we already have a community center? Well, enrichment means that you're expanding and providing more programming through those efforts. And I think that that's really what the Glass City Enrichment Center is going to do. They're going to bring in um, other partners um, such as the United Way, the East Toledo Family Center, and then they're going to bring the neighborhood. Our One Voice for East Toledo is going to have a spot and be able to run community meetings out of that space. And then, of course, the metro parks, they will have their maintenance area in the back. And then United Way, my understanding, is they're going to be offering their 2-1-1 services. But that's how we'll be able to connect our families to those um, services right in East Toledo instead of crossing the river, even though we want to connect, but we still have to bring those those sure. programs to our neighbors or to our community.
0: What's the One Voice thing that you mentioned? So
1: One Voice for East Toledo is a platform for residents and all stakeholders to get involved. We actually have a um, community coordinator that's on our staff um, and Gary goes out and connects the pieces um, and we're also working in the Garfield neighborhood and we hold that plan so that we can improve the um, business district connecting the businesses with the residents and other stakeholders um, seeing the development come through um you know it's there's a lot happening along the riverfront but we also now have to move into main street in our business corridor and improve that as well as a matter of fact we're doing a cleanup on saturday along the business district to get well to twofold to clean up that area for the fall and then also get ready for um, our 5k so
0: are you allowed to talk about or can you can you sprinkle anything about what some of the businesses might be um, um, I know the the Metro Park will be a catalyst for a lot of things in the same way that Prometica was for downtown. Um, have you heard whispers? Has there been interest? Can you talk about any of that? You no, know,
1: I really can't because I think that the developers are a lot of them right now are working behind the scenes. We did have a developer, and I apologize, I don't know the name of that particular um, company. But they have bought a whole block where it used to be a very vibrant um, area, and they're redoing and building some apartments above the businesses. Um, what I what those businesses are at this point, I don't know. But we'll know when we're supposed to know. And I think with Gary working with the the businesses and those who are coming into um, East Toledo, we will have the um, you know we'll know sooner than I think most. Sure. Um, so. So yeah, so I really can't.
0: Can you tell me any any um, any wish list places that you'd like to have or, or things that the well, neighborhood you know, is asking for?
1: I think you know we need those. Um, we need little shops and things that instead of going out into Oregon. Maybe there's something right on Main Street that people can walk to, and we have to be able to serve those families that they're, you know, they have to be, have that walkability um, and safe walkability. Um, so I, I, you know, I did hear that there might be a coffee shop. Don't know what that is. Um, I've heard Dunkin' Donuts, but I don't know that that's what? even true. That's what I've heard, mm. but again, it's a rumor. So don't hold me to that because um, there are some days that we hear things and then sometimes they don't come to fruition. But I think with Gary, our community coordinator on the ground level. He's been able to really work with those um, companies and make those or create those relationships that um, we are working on this together. And that's really what it's about.
0: I just, uh, it's the, um, got a couple from Mommy. Is it the Levi and Lilac people? And I just talked about this on the radio a couple of weeks ago. There's a, a Mommy couple. It's, it's Brew House, Brew House. Brew House is expanding. They're adding a location oh. to downtown Toledo. Oh. We kind of had the discussion don't we have enough coffee shops there? And, and we might, like, I don't know if research was done, if there was any kind of data, market research, because I don't want anybody to fail. But hopefully, um, and again, this is why I enjoy having you guys in here so I can get the lay of the land that's going on over, the, over there. We might be too stuffed in downtown Toledo. And I know some places are looking to Vistula, but let's also look across the river now Absolutely. as well, because... We might have too many coffee shops downtown, and your side in that in some of those spots, it would be a great start for things,
1: absolutely. And you mentioned Vistula, the developers who haven't been really instrumental in that on that side of the river have crossed the river. Good. And there is going to be between First and Second Street, third, third. Um, there are going to be in one of the old dilapidated buildings. Um, the developer came in and they're going to build, um renovate and build um senior housing so there will be some loft type things um and then they want the um lower level to be like a um providing services, or not so much services, but program information to our, na- to our community. So so there are things happening, and I think it's just going to be a continuation of, and I know Michael's Bakery, you know, they've been there for years. Mm-hmm. I know they, they see have seen the traffic for many years from downtown. This will only increase. Um, I know that Front Street to Le- Lexamed, who is along Front Street, you know, they have um, redid their facade. So there are little things happening, and we know East Toledoans know sometimes it takes longer than that Um, but we're we are I tease the metro parks that you know they're the catalyst but I also told them when they first came in I didn't believe them and I just spoke in front of their board because of the enrichment center because the family center is going to be part of that just so we can expand our programs but I told them I said when I first started I wasn't a believer but they asked me, "Well, are you a believer now?" And I said, "Absolutely, I'm a yeah. believer." You've you've shown us exactly what East Toledo can look like um, if it's if it's given a little attention, and they've done that. So, and I think everything that they touch, um, and even the folks that are coming in now, whether it was the Metro Parks as the catalyst they realize that this is the place to be and they know that they need to get or be part of that. So
0: has anybody with the library connected with you?
1: You know, we connect with the libraries. We use the libraries for some of our programming. We've done some, um, um, play groups. Play groups. Thank mm-hmm. you. And you know, we've always had a really strong relationship with the metro or with the, the Lucas County libraries because we encourage our parents and i mean and the community to use those places because they're beautiful and they're assets to all of us
0: what's so. the library on the east side
1: we have two we actually have lock branch library and then we have the birmingham library which um, both um serve the
2: community very well
0: good good mm-hmm. shelby yes hi there hi can you tell me about the nickel run this is the only 5k on the east side right
2: yeah um so we are running on october 16th yep. So this this coming Sunday. Um, so if you're listening afterwards, if you're if
0: you're hearing this now, yeah. um, we have more things to success. talk about. It was a big <laughs> success. But again, it's it's kind of neat to think about. It's the only 5K on the east side. So, um, yeah. How many how many years have you guys been doing this?
2: This will be our second annual,
0: right? Excellent. Um, what's to look forward to for those that would be looking forward to it and hearing this uh, today or tomorrow?
2: So. We would like to advertise this as a family fun event, but it's a run for all ages. Um, both Dave's Running and Toledo Road Runners partake in the event. Um, our signing our sign-ups are, are live online right now. Um, so if you're listening to the podcast live today, you can sign up. But, right. um, yeah, there will be probably snacks afterwards, so that will be um
0: you know, What's up? Uh, what's in it, what's interest been like so far? Competitive runners are all lined up, ready to race?
1: Oh, yeah. It's competitive. Um, And and I think what's really great about this is Dave's Running and the Toledo Road Runners. They um, traditionally run their own races, but when they heard about this event and the East Toledo event... um, they were um, they were on board and they both said, we want to help you do this. The Metro Parks, they offer the pavilion for us to use that morning. Um, everything is run within the Metro Parks so it starts near the pavilion. Like I mentioned, we're going to use the new pedestrian bridge so it's going to be part of our run so we literally don't have to cross the street um, to get to the other side so I'm really excited about that and um, you still have to si- time to sign up. Our numbers are up a little bit this year. Um, we're giving away t-shirts um, until Friday day um and we, are, we have two sponsors. Buckeye Broadband has agreed to sponsor the event, and so has Owens Corning. Um, and those are both new sponsors great. this year. So last year, we were fortunate to have a person who supported the Family Center and support that event. Um, and it really helped us. But at the end of the day, it's a family-friendly. We're asking, we, you can sign up through Run Sign Up, and it's the Nickel Dash, and it's the only one of its kind on the registration, so it's very easy to find. And obviously, because it's Sunday, um, we anticipate a great great um, day and we anticipate the weather is going to be just perfect for it so anybody can come out and if they have any questions they can give us a call at the center at 419 691 1429. But they still have time to register. So if you're hearing this today, but I know that it's going to be a great event because of the partnerships that we have.
0: For those that don't know, can you explain uh, the title of the run? I
1: absolutely can. So the nickel dash is very specific to the 43605. And we wanted it to represent East Toledo because we knew now there might be other 5Ks, but we're the first. In East Toledo, specific to East Toledo, and that nickel means that it's all East Toledo. You're it's the o 5 The o 5 And, you know, what happens in the O5 stays in the O5. And that's really, that's what I'm, t- I, that's my greatest thing. Calling it the nickel dash and being the O5 is just symbolic of who we are.
0: I know there was some some brief discussion to maybe change the name of Waits Mascot. Um, that's That could be a hairy thing, but O ers would be a great name to change it to.
1: It might be. It might be. Steal so that suggestion ridiculous.
0: if you want. Yeah. Um, other <laughs> things that are a little bit further down the line, still in October, Trunk or Treat, Shelby? Yes.
2: So trunk or treat, there are three ways to participate. You can either donate candy to some of the volunteers that are coming out decorating their trunks um, and passing out candy to our participants. Um, You can host your own trunk. Um, So to do that, you can call the center at 419-691-1429 and ask for Holly. Um, And you you can have up to two spots depending on how big your vehicle is, how big of a crowd you've got coming um, to pass out the candy. I know um, our Elevate um, Youth Program um, plans on doing a whole Kitten and caboodle with um, some zombies and some mad scientists. So it'll be a sight to see. What's the date? October 27th okay. at White High School from 5.30 to 7. And if you are volunteering, um, it'll probably be around 4 o'clock for setting up. Um, and then the other way to um, partake is to bring your kids. Okay. Um, so the event is for 13 and under.
0: Awesome. And is any candy specifically not allowed? No suckers. No, no, <laughs> none, of the, none of the nameless, brandless lo- lollipops? No, that's
1: okay. What? A, yeah, it's just... Those are a choking hazard. So we're
2: careful. (laughs) Kids will eat anything. Yeah, Um, they will. I I have a
0: a couple of uh, more serious questions to ask you, ladies. But anything else for the fall, November, for the holiday season that you guys have lined up?
2: We do. We do. So we'll start with the um, winter gear drive that we host every year. Um, A lot of our Help Me Grow program... Kind of lead that event. Um, we are collecting any sort of weird winter gear for all ages, um, between infants and you know seniors and adults. Right. Um, and we will be passing that out on November fifth. But we will be collecting probably up until that Friday, um, sorting through and organizing everything for that for that giveaway. So if anyone's in need of anything as well, they can also call the center um, to make sure that they've got a spot for for that Saturday event. Um, but so everything from coats, jackets, gloves, hats, scarves, boots, snow pants. Mm-hmm. All of it. All okay. Of it. Yeah, all New bit or bit.
0: used is fine. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, other holiday stuff as we get close to the end of the yeah, year. We do Santa? Um, you know, Santa thing. Are you going to dress up as Mrs. Claus? Oh
1: no. Oh no. No no, no. Because I don't even like dressing up. So, <laughs> but um, well, you will be so for trunk and tree. I will be. Dr- ju- I will be dressing up for trunk or tree. We're doing the well, hocus pocus theme. Okay. You know we have to do it. So. Um, so so another thing that we're doing, we do a holiday adoptive family program. And two years, three years ago, um, the, the Avengers came to us and said, hey, we're looking for a charity to support. Um, they used to help someone else um, in the community. And they said, but we'd really like it to be East Toledo driven, East Toledo, because a lot of the folks that are involved with the Avengers are East Toledoans. Um, and we said, OK, you know, I think that would be a good idea. Let's throw it at the board and say, you know, because it's a non-traditional support ask. And we said, no, this is going to be great. And the first year, um, it was rainy and cold and they still rode their bikes. Um, But the best thing about this bike drive is that they um provide toys um they collect toys you have to if you're participating you have to bring a toy or donate ten dollars to the cause and then what they do is they collect those toys they've d- collected cash um, they start at one location this year they're starting at the USW hall on Consol Street and then they'll make their way to the East Toledo family Center where they'll bring the toys and all the donated items and over the last three years or two years they've collected um, thousands of dollars worth of bikes um, toys for kids from ages zero to nine or ten years old. The bikes are for the younger kids and then also for the teenagers. Um, but we're really excited because it's our third year. This one's probably going to be the biggest one yet Good. because they've got sponsors who are helping. There's going to be music at the Consol um, Union Hall and um this really kicks off our Christmas program because then we we send out a letter to people um, or organizations um, companies and individuals to adopt our families Um, and then we serve hundred and seventy five to two hundred families by the donations of individuals and corporations but this toy drive really kicks it off because that just gives us all those extra toys but um and like I said we serve hundred and seventy five to two hundred families we will be doing that we do work with the Salvation Army so that all families any need family um, can be vetted through them and then Good. we provide those um, baskets and we do a delivery actually December 8th we deliver those um, baskets to families between our staff and volunteers and then um, we even encourage our corporations who support us and it's been you know a lot of organizations have helped us Prometica, St. Charles um, Hospital and then many others that there's so many I can't mention them all on the podcast but at the end of the day it's one of our most popular programs and we get to serve our families who at this time of the year we know you know everybody yeah sometimes families have needs and um, we know that we probably anticipate that this year will probably be bigger because we know there's there was There are more needs out there this year because of, you know, the economy and cost of everything.
0: Yeah. Um, All this is available on the website, on your social channels? Social
1: media, definitely. Our website, is as soon as we can get it up there, sometimes we're a little last. But, yes, our Facebook for sure. Um, And then by calling the center, especially if there's a family out there who might be listening to this, if you need help this year, there is an application process that you have to follow. We'll help as many as we can until basically up to the week of, even up to the week of Christmas. We won't turn anybody away, but we really start out with the application because that gives us a good um, number to start with. Um, But, yeah, if they have any questions, they can give us a call at the center. and. You know, we'll be able to help if we can.
0: Uh, We're like three weeks out. Do you guys do anything with voting stuff, assistance with voting, getting people registered, any of that?
1: You know, we did do that. We did, there was a family event um, in August this year that we partnered with some other partnership or other partners, the Toledo Refining Company and then Mercy. Um, We did do some registrations for voting there. We don't generally do that on site um, because you need someone to kind of help them through it, but we do encourage folks to go out and vote um, and to be heard because.
0: Where are places on the east side? we are polling um, places? Most
1: of our schools are polling places. Okay. We are not anymore. It's just because of programming. We just, unfortunately, that would, we would have to close down. Yeah. Some days we can't do that. Um, but there are many. The libraries, for sure. I know that, um, or the the schools, for sure. Um, and I know that there are some of our housing facilities that also hold those. Um, and I would just encourage everyone to get out and vote and check with the local um, Lucas County Board of Elections um, to make sure that you can have your voice because we think it's very important and we have to be neutral but we still encourage that and we can say yay or nay on the levies but unfortunately we can't um support one candidate or not uh
0: last thing here uh friday night was was a scary incident at at whitmer and and when things like that happen at schools it, it gets a lot closer to people and people give it more more thought um what what is the center thinking about when it comes to violence? If a situation like that happened, and there is violence on the east side, and, and something when that happened on Friday night maybe made something go off in your head, go, this could happen here very easily.
1: Well, it absolutely could, and we have um, taken it very seriously. Um, yes, there is crime in East Toledo. But there's crime everywhere, but the East Toledo families, because we are in a neighborhood. We're in, you know, the mix of things. Um, We've taken it very seriously. We actually just had our doors upgraded so that we have a safe release so that if we have to lock down quickly, we can do that. Now we've implemented a FOB system, which we're just implementing as we talk. Um, But those sort of incidents hit home because we use our park behind us. And if there's something going on in the neighborhood, we need to be prepared to either get the kids to a safe place, the parents who are out there supporting. um, And we take that very seriously and you know in in years to in the next couple of years we're also working on a we I think we mentioned this at the last podcast that we are working on a feasibility study um, to improve our buildings um, and create new space but we do take it seriously and, and when that happens our heart goes out because we have kids in our building all yeah. the time we have preschoolers that I have to we're all responsible for and we take that very seriously so if there's something that could potentially happen, we want to make sure that we're prepared for it. And I think that we are in a much better space, space state.
2: I think this also just proves how important all of our youth programming is because, Absolutely. you know, it's better to enrich their lives right now um, so that they make better choices going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know we all want this to stop like yesterday, but unfortunately it, it doesn't always work like that. Mm, but right. this, all this, this is why I want everybody to come visit me so we can talk about these things. And I know there's some barriers like maybe transportation uh, or whatever it might be, but we have all this great programming Programming and doing these things now keeps the seven-year-olds from being 17-year-olds who wind up with guns. Mm-hmm. Right, so, right. Uh, Joni and Shelby, thank you so much. Great to see you.
1: Great to see you. you. As well. thank, thank you, you. very much. Thanks for spending the time with us today.
0: Always. And we're done.